I'm the underdog with the heroic card. I'm Eric Jones Jr. I have to keep pushing for my kids. If I give up, what's that leave them with? Nothing. I have to understand that it's bigger than me. That it's not about me when I wake up and go to work. It's not about me when I'm reading and educate myself. It's not about me when I'm practicing my speeches. It's not about me. It's about my family. Hey, 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 you're now tuned in to Underdog Talk. I'm your host, Eric Jones Jr., the underdog with the heroic heart, and I have conversations with successful underdogs, and today I have Deontay P. How's it going, man? Man, I'm blessed and highly favored. That's all I say. How about yourself, Eric? Man, I'm good. I'm a little bit tired. I had to take a nap before I uh, got on here. I was like, good. I'm glad it's at like uh, 8.30 so I could take me a little nap after work. So, uh, how's the weather? Is it raining? Is it cold? Like you out there in, uh, around Seattle. So how is the weather out there? Yeah, man. It's honestly, it's always, it's always a raining kind of day. I'm still trying to look for the switch where I can turn off the faucet and, you know, we get a little sunshine come through here, man. I still haven't found it. Let me tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Here in, uh, Indianapolis, it's, it's cold. To, it was cold today. It was like kind of rainy, but it was cold. Like, you you it looked like it wasn't cold, but you go outside. Oh, wait a minute, let me go back in and put something else on. Just snuggle yeah. right on you. <laughs> but we haven't had like a crazy winter though. Like we haven't had any snow. We had snow around Christmas, and that was it. So it's been cool. I don't like snow and cold. I take cold, not snow. Because mm-hmm. people don't know how to drive. Just all kind of stuff. Yeah, tell me. But about it's not. It. It's not like when we when when we were kids though. We used to love the snow. Now as adults, it's like, nah, I'm good. No. I don't know. None of that. Mm-hmm. So before we get into our conversation, today's episode is brought to you by Christian Dewan. That's my clothing line, me and my son. You can get t-shirts, hoodies, uh, sweatshirts. Use the promo code underdog. Talk. Underdog is spelled U-N-D-E-R-D-A-W-G. And talk. You get 15% off at ChristianDewan.com. And Christian is D-U, I mean, D-E-J-U-A-N.com. Uh, so, Mr. Uh, I'm gonna just call you DP. I'm gonna just keep it short. That's what your name is. So you're um, the influential mentor. Mm-hmm. So where were you at? What was life like before you even got to the point of even thinking about being a mentor? Man, yeah, that's a fantastic question. You know, I was, uh, man, I was not like, let's put it like this. If there was like the way being top of the class, in elementary school, man, I did not know how to get there. I was at the bottom of the class. I was trying to figure out, I, I was actually the kid in the hallway trying to figure out how to get to class still, essentially. That's where I was at. I mean, it, I, I didn't, never would I have ever imagined myself to be in this position right now. It was somewhere I was just in a place and a time, honestly, where I really think it came down to is I just had a massive burning desire, like an obsession inside me. But I was, man, I, I, I had my mother raise both me and my brother as a single as a single parent. We, you know, really didn't have much, honestly. Went, you know, from, from apartment to apartment to apartment. And cost of living out, like, in California was just astronomical. So, you know, my mom said, all right, pack your bags. We're heading up north. I said, when do we stop? She said, when you felt the temperature change. Man, by the time we got into Seattle, I said, oh, forget this. This place is nice <laughs> cold. She said, that's it. <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was a day-to-day struggle. Um, just personally, like, I, I suffered from a lot of, you know, I, I don't want to say it was trauma per se, but a lot of just uh, lessons that just allowed me to think a certain way. And always I was always stuck thinking that way, you know, behind my dad's uh, philosophy 
was uh, you had to be good at something or don't be good at it at all. And, you know, if you decide not, to, if you said half it, like it, it was a smack, like you just, you had to suspect it. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was always a little up and down. I mean, as well, the low times had some really up times, but I mean, really, man, I mean, those low times is where it creates character out of it. You know what I mean, Eric? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like you, uh, were saying with your dad, that's what I tell my kids, like, don't do something and you're going to half-ass it. Like give everything you got, you ain't got to be the best at it, but mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, if you give everything you got, you're going to be at least good. You're going to be yep. at least decent to be on the court or whatever it is that you want to do. And I tell my son that, like, he played basketball. It's like, dude, you're good at shooting. Stop working on that. Yep. Work on what you're not good at. Oh, that's hard. That is supposed to be hard. And in life, like, uh, you learn that as a, as a kid, but then as a parent, you have to install that in your kids because oh. sometimes uh, nowadays they give out trophies for just being on a team. It's like, what? They got, they got trophies. They didn't win a game all season. They didn't even score. They got a trophy. Mm-hmm. Why are we celebrating point. losing? Why are we not celebrating a lesson? Hey, you guys suck. You guys suck this year. I'm sorry. You guys didn't score and you don't get a trophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would make the kid go back into, um, you know, go back into the gym. So I was raised by a single mother. So I like we wasn't. We we're like middle, like we we're above poor. Like we okay. were just right there. So it wasn't too bad, but we kind of, um, we were always at my grandma house. Like mm-hmm. we always, like my mom was always at work. So my um, grandma lived, we call them the uh, old folks projects. So I learned <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of lessons and stuff. So not like the wire, but it was like little kids seeing stuff that you shouldn't see at certain mm-hmm. ages outside and stuff. So I definitely understand um, what you mean about that. So how was like the change as a kid? You and you in California, you walk around with your flip-flops, your ankles and legs out, everything, and then you go, boom, okay, you in Seattle. It's cold as all, get up, it's raining all day. Like, how, how was that, like, transformation? What Like, how old were you? Were you, like, a young kid or were you, like, a teenager? Yeah, so I was about, like, six years old because I was born in 98, and that's already scary to tell people because they're like, oh, my God, you're born in 98. I'm like, yeah, my I last one. I was bad in 98. I was a bad kid in 98. <laughs> I feel it. But yeah, man, I felt like I had to trade out my boots. Uh, I felt like I had to trade out my flip-flops for boots. You know, you got rid of your t-shirts and you had to start putting on coats. And I mean, eventually it's like the only reason I'm wearing a shirt today is just because you just get used to it after, you know, X amount of years. Right. So yeah, no, it was a big change. And even just uh, culturally too. I mean, I'm, I'm usually, I'm usually used to seeing like, you know, a bunch of kids rocking around, like, you know, wearing the Dodgers hats, wearing the Sox hats. Now I'm coming up here everyone's Marin, Mariners, Seahawks. And, you know, there, there wasn't too many, like, uh, you know, color folks out this way, too. So it was just, it was, like, interesting. I was like, whoa, what is this place? So I'm going to school, and I'm like, I, I have no idea. Nobody knows what jump, what gumbo is. Nobody knows what jambalaya was. I was I was scared on my mind. So it, it was definitely a weird transformation. I think my, it probably got on my brother the most, uh, my brother's nerve the most, because he's a couple years older than me, right? And it got on to him the most just because he had to change me. I was just like, I'm still trying to figure out what the heck we're doing here when we head back, right? <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was it was something where, uh, like, I'll tell you this one fun story. It was, I've never seen snow. Like, we were talking about how, like, for cold days versus snow days. Oh, this was my first snow experience we had. We were out driving, right? We're going to the store. We walk in. This is raining, right? We come out and we have like at least two inches already packed up. And my mom's looking over at us like, 
I don't know how to drive in this. I mean, we're, we're just walking home then. We, no joke, no joke. We put on our shoes, get our, you know, water boots on, start walking 14 miles home. <laughs> she didn't play. And I was like, okay, well, that was the first moment I said, yep, I don't like the snow thing. <laughs> yeah, wow. I mean, I, I mean, as a parent, I can understand that, but 14, I mean, but you didn't have cell phones. You didn't have where, hey, mm -hmm. can you come get me? None of that. So, yeah, hey, we about to truck it, kids. Uh, yep. <laughs> that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. It's like, hey, she looking at y'all, y'all looking at her. Well, what you going to do? What you going to do? <laughs> it's like, shoot, we don't know. We never seen this before. So that's that's super. That's funny. Um, yeah. That definitely. So. I'm from Michigan City, Indiana. So more white people than black people, but it's still mm -hmm. kind of almost even. So my neighborhood was all white people. Mm. Like I lived around all white people, a couple of black people here and there. So it was like I grew up being cool with white people, certain white people. But then it's like we got the world where it's like black and white. So it was kind of different. Like I never really grew up. I mean, I know racism involved and all that. And I've been in racial situations, but it was like, for me, it's like, they cool. Like you got some mm -hmm. that's want to be like us. We get it. Then you got some that's my, the closest friends was the ones that just that was themselves. And cause mm -hmm. we all used to play basketball and we, you know, kick it. One dude, his mom worked for the mayor. My mom worked at a retail store. Another dude, mom worked at like a bank or something. Like we all, all was different, but we all was friends. So I never kind of looked at the world like black and white until I got older and really understood mm -hmm. it. So it wasn't a like a culture shock because like Indiana's white. <laughs> so like when I went to college though, it's like okay, um, what these cornfields? Why it's nothing out here? <laughs> Walmart is eight miles away. What is going on? Like no, this ain't like I went to a school called Vincennes, Indiana. I mean mm -hmm. Vincennes University in Vincennes, Indiana. I was like, what in the world? And that's when you really deal with that racial. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, them, them country, them country white folks. I'm, oh, okay, my mom. Yeah, I'm not gonna stay down here too long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you oh man, I'm still thinking about that snow story. Like, yeah, no, man. I mean that's different because here, hey, we good. Like, it's crazy here in Indianapolis, right? So when snow comes, it's like, oh my god, they don't know how to drive. My mom, like, yeah, it's six inches out here. Mom, where are you going? I'm going to the store, going to the store. <laughs> six inches it's talking she's talking about yeah the snow up to my knee but you outside that's how it's different so i i definitely get it like you know you guys ain't used to that that's that's funny i, I could have wished to see some y'all y'all expression oh. like oh my god <laughs> oh man i mean it was like i think it was a couple years ago and i understand it now being like a lot older yeah. was we had another snowstorm that happened like back i think like 2020 or 2019 something like that right yeah. and all of a sudden you just see cars just left on the highway like it looks like like if you're watching i am legend it was like watching i am legend like there was this cars left on the highway like it was nothing everyone just like said all right gonna park up <clears throat> call tonight <clears throat> like what <laughs> yeah yeah that's and it and it's like that though like in certain areas like my sister she lives in uh california so she's used to the warm weather she came back home was like yeah the the fact that I got to warm my car up just to go somewhere is not settling well with me. So, I, so it's, you know, she's, I'm like, you grew up here. She's like, yeah, but I ain't, I'm used to hopping in the car and going. So that's, that's funny. Like the different places that you go and like that you would have to deal with. Like I'm used to the cold, so I could go somewhere warm and be like, oh, I'm good. Like mm -hmm. I ain't going nowhere where it's cold. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. So uh, you say you were sick. So how was like, 
um, going to school. How was teenage years and like going to school? Oh man, yeah. See, that's where I got a little reckless because I I couldn't. So my brother, he adjust like my brother and I like our adjustments were way a little different. His was he was more ruthless and he acted out a lot more. Like myself though, I was very quiet, but I had like stuff I was doing in the background. You know, stuff like you know you shouldn't be doing. You know, hanging out with the wrong kids. Right. You know, like I said, if I was trying to find my way in the hallway to how to get to class, I mean, clearly I found my way just out the door to the left, up where the block is, going on my friend's house for hours. Right. But it was, uh, man, yeah, no, it was kind of a challenge. It was like the, because the biggest thing was, is that everyone always just looked at me like I was different. I knew I was different from the beginning. I didn't know why though. So in a way it felt like I was always put in obscurity, you know, like people are always put in those obscure situations. Like, I'm putting obscurity because I know that I have seen a lot, experienced a lot just from my upbringing. But now that here I am and I don't know how to express these feelings, like I'm like, okay, well, I just got to start dabbling in everything, right? I tried playing sports. They're like, and every kid, right? And just like you said, there's a bunch of, you know, white kids and they see the like the only like, I just put my, I call myself the fly in the milk, you know? <laughs> and then they were just like, hey, yeah, we'll pick you for basketball. Oh, man, I got picked for basketball. It was the last time I ever got picked first for basketball. And now I got picked last because they were like, man, you don't got hops. You, you don't got games. <laughs> <laughs> they did me dirty like that. And I was like, nope. So I said, all right, on to the next thing. I'm going to go try to hang out with the smart kids, right? I'm going to go try to read the books. How fast can we get through them? And uh, I remember we had this whole challenge of like, all right, let's all try to read The Great Gatsby as fast, you know, within a day. And I was like, yeah, no, so this one ain't for me either, so I put that on the back of her. Yeah, yeah. So it was weird because, I, I mean, I was really just trying to find my place, and the truth is I never did outside of, like, high school. Outside of high school, man, it was – my mom was that kind of person that just kept me home all the time. She didn't want her babies getting hurt, this and that. My brother, I felt like he could go out, do whatever he wanted, and he was good to go, right? Me being the youngest, oh, we have to protect me. Like, I was the golden child. So – I remember there was a time where uh, I decided to say, all right, you know, I'm going to go out and I even to my mom up and I go see one of my friends. His name is Jordan. I did not realize his family is like all Filipino and all this, man. They were having like the best like cooking of a lifetime. Like I'm talking like mom, aunt, everybody, everybody in the whole family was just there. And this little like 600 square foot apartment, like it felt like a hut, like when I got in there. But that was my first, that was like my first like experience, like with, wow, dude, there is a lot more than just, you know, like I said, black and white. Uh, man, I actually grew up with that family for a long time and they actually took care of me a lot. So that's, so they kept me like, they were kind of like my second parents. Like they kind of kept me, uh, directed. So I didn't feel like, you know, I was going too far this way, too far that way. I still did, uh, just because that was just yeah. in my nature of wanting to go expand and grow. Cause like, Hey, you can't hold me back. But, um, yeah, no, it's, there was even this, uh, one other, there was this one of the obstacle that even happened when I was a lot younger, uh, in my teen years. Right. I think this was right before just like a couple years right before even I was even high school. It was where I had my first uh oh, what was it? It was like you, you call it really what you want. It was like my first like racial experience where I felt like oppressed by one of the teachers inside the classroom because I was because mm-hmm. I was told I was told I had a weapon, this and that. And it's just like you go through all in you I go through this whole series and I couldn't say anything because it's their word versus mine, right? No one wants to listen to me, this and that. So I just said, Cool. And that's where I decided, I said, okay, I'm going to drop out of school then. I'm going to go off. I'm going to do my thing. And literally that night, Eric, I was on the brink of packing my bag. I wasn't going to tell anybody I was about ready to leave. And I didn't know where I was going to go, but I just said, any place but here. I can't keep doing this for this long. And then I just had a voice me say, 
why give up now you know and that was the thing where i was just like i know i was made for more i know it there's something there's just still something it, keep, it keeps me up every day like that's what gets me out of bed is that i know there's still something even though i know i'm working on this idea right now this thing that's taken me i'm able to attract and empower people but man it's it's just right now i just still know that man there's still something more behind there i i don't know what it is yet right but i'm breaking out of that scarcity right people know who we are who i am you know i reached out to you and here we are doing this you know and what a pleasure it's been man even even uh listening to your podcast listening to even your testimonies your stories of what you went through man i mean sheesh it's got me just beyond belief yeah and i, I definitely like i resonate with you but i was the older sibling so I don't know what it's like to be baby. Uh, definitely don't. I had to do all the chores. I had to, um, yeah, it was more on me. So I was kind of like your brother. I did what I wanted. Like, man, I'm whatever. Like, whatever, mom. Like, I ain't really on too much with you. But my mom was, like, strict but cool. Like, mm. it was weird. Like, she was strict on, like, stuff, but she was cool as cool as a parent. I think she kind of understood I was a boy. I was going to do me anyway. So she just tried to keep my head on straight to you know stay in school because i was a moment in 10th grade where it was like hey 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 fella uh it don't look like you're gonna be graduating if you don't get your shit together and she took me to <laughs> my pastor my pastor he was my at the time my best friend him it was his dad mm -hmm. and so he wasn't coming at me like a pastor he was coming at me like a dad and i remember i was crying and my mom like later was crying like hey can you just graduate I was, all right i could do that i i guess i could do that for you um, and I didn't, gra I graduated with a 1.7. I feel that. Yeah, I feel that. Look, I had more credits than the 40 that you were supposed to get. <laughs> like I had more than what you were supposed to get. I just had bad grades. I'm like, whatever. So I definitely get that. And then like fitting in, I think because I have the gift of gab, I could fit in with everybody. Like mm. I was, I'm cool with every, as an adult, you could put me in any room, any race, if they speak English, we good. Like they gonna we gonna have a conversation, and I'm just and I had to learn how to um, not just talk but speak. And you mm -hmm. understand that being a speaker, like you can't just go up there. Hey, I got a cool story, and I overcame it. And they're gonna be like, all right, shut up and get off the stage. Why did they, Why did y'all bring him here? You know what I'm saying? So as growing up and going through all the obstacles that we went through, that was uh, preparing us for where we're at now. So you look back on it and you're like, man, I had to go through this. I had to go through that, but I never gave up. <clears throat> and now being a teacher and then being around kids, it's like, hey, man, I get you don't like school, but you need to learn about education. Yeah. You need to learn about educating yourself. Even if you don't go to college, you still got to educate yourself if you want to you know, get further in life. And that's where I didn't understand it. I'm sure as a shorty, you didn't understand it. Like, ah, whatever. Y'all mm -hmm. just want me to do this and get a job. Because I look at it now, like, it'd be people, oh, I got these degrees. That's that's cute. I don't got no degrees, and we work in the same job. What you talking yeah. about? What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> like, it was a lady I work with. She used to come in my head, and I, I used to get all those degrees, but we work. You might get a little more than me, but we work at the same job. The same job. I'm not understanding what what's going on with that so um man as a teenager in college i mean not teenager but early adulthood how how was life like where did you um because you're kind of young so where did you kind of like switch to not being hanging out and getting to where you're at going down the path you're at now 
Oh, I'm sorry. We cut. I think we cut out. I think it was my internet. No, no, it's good. Look, I I know how I got the gift of gab. I seen that it was messing up. I kept going and kept talking until you got back. So we did. (laughs) Clutching me, clutching me. Sorry, missed the question. So as like a a not teenager, young adult, Mm -hmm. you know, how did how did you kind of like switch? Where was the moment? Did you go to college? Like what moment Mm. or thing that happened that made you really want to turn to where you're at now? Cause you're still yeah. kind of, how old are you? You're still kind of young. Oh, I'm only 24. I'm still, yeah, so, still yeah, young mustache. So, yeah, yeah. Woo, Lord. Oh, man. Well, so I'll, I'll put it like this, because this is where I really transformed it into what, what I did today was that I had the same, that I had the same situation that, man, I was coming out in tears. I was crying and this and that, because I was, I mean, I wasn't even past the seventh grade yet. And I was still freaking out. I was like, man, I can't graduate. And this and that, because no one in my family ever hasn't graduated on time. My brother, he got a GED, you know, by the grace of God, somehow with a one with a point nine, point nine, you know, decimal nine. That's what how he got his. My mom, she just said, ah, I'm done. <laughs> Everybody else gave up. And so with me, I was like, well, it's something I just wanted, and I like I cared, but I didn't care. But I remember I just had this conversation, you know, actually with uh with actually a really good friend of mine uh, till today. His name's Tyler Monk. And he actually, me and him had a conversation because he was in my like lit focus class, you know, my math focus class. And I always hated having that because I didn't have electives, right? And he was just like, you know, you're going to have bad days, but, you know, don't let the grades make up, you know, how who you are. And it was just kind of like at that moment, I was like, you know what, I'm having all these teachers just kind of saying, you're slacking, right? You're slacking. I didn't have the credit, so you got me mm. on that one, Eric. So, yeah. but when I heard it, well, when I just heard that, I just said... I'm gonna go figure it out. You know what? It, it doesn't matter. I gotta go give it at least one percent every day, right? You know, I'm just gonna give it. I'm gonna crack at this effort. So what I decided. So what I decided to do was that I just had that. I just started writing out a game plan one night. So like literally midnight, right? We're supposed to be in bed. You're not in bed. I had a flashlight, pen, paper. I'm just writing it out. I'm like, it has to work, or it has to work. Literally, that's what I told myself. It don't matter whether you know I gotta stay late at school. It has to work, or it has to work. I don't care if I can't go hang out with my friends anymore. It has to work or it has to work, right? And I had to put myself in that state where I said, it's it. So graduating, that was the first thing I wanted to do. And I said, I'm going to figure out how to do it. I don't know if it'll happen. Don't know if it'll happen on time. But I had all these other obstacles, all these other things that came came about where it was, um, where I had all these like uh, just challenges through the state, right? Because you had to, I had to pass this, te- this certain state exam, this state exam graduate you know obviously pass your school uh get good grades and all the other classes and good stuff just make it happen right and it was just an obstacle every day because you know one year it was like my freshman year i was like okay all you need to do is just pass this one test and you're good to go i was like sweet heck yeah by my sophomore year they changed it now they upped it up to two junior year you got three tests and i took uh advanced classes because i thought i was going to go to college and i was like oh heck no plus i saw the prices for college i said 40 grand I was like, eh, maybe not in my pocket. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I just put that one away. I said, you know, maybe later. Like, I don't know. So, but I had all, but what was interesting was, is that I had a bunch of mentors that lived by, that was just in my life with, with or with not. But having that first conversation with Tyler changed it all. Cause then my next door neighbor, I didn't know he was a retired vet. And that was the thing was that he was loaded. Guy was good. Right. He was fine. He's fantastic. He was in the Vietnam War, 70, 70 years old. And he was like, man, I was one of the first black people I ever made it. And I was like, OK, I got to listen to this guy more often. 
And he took me and literally just, he said, how does a kid like me in Michigan, uh, no, not Michigan, he was out of Chicago, Southside. He said, how, he, and I, cause I always kept giving him this same excuse of saying, it's not for me. It, it just won't ever work out. He's like, how does a kid like me from Southside Chicago go through a war for 10 years, get captured, all this and that, go to college, open up my own business, write a book, make everything happen. Like everything you see happen for his Gump, he essentially kind of did it. And he's like, how do I do all that start from Southside and you're here in Vancouver, Washington, like probably the safest place. Tell me you can't do it. And I was like, I had no answer. I just said, I guess we'll figure it out. So I just, so that's when I started writing. I just started figuring it all out, come together. And he really mentored me in a lot of different ways, right? He mentored me in my finances before I even got my first job. He mentored me in my relationship before I even had my first relationship. And then after that, he kind of just started phasing out my life, which I felt, which actually got really sad to me because I was like, oh man, well, I felt like I lost my mentor. No, he actually equipped me to be a leader. That's why he had to start leaving. And then he's, and then more people started coming into my life. Guess what? I had certain teachers that started teaching me more than just, you know, what the school, what the academic was. They started educating me on different things. Like, hey, here's how the real world's gonna work. You know, you want it or you don't. And so when I started taking their principles and applying it, man, it just started making that big thing. And even like, uh, I think it was in 20, gosh, it was 2017. So a year after I graduated, right? I started, that I was gonna start a business. I was struggling it. I finally succeeded in about 2018 where I was making uh, about six feet, where I was making about six figures. And I just was like, and I remember there was a time I was coming out of the like casino or whatever it was. I, I was just doing what it was. I come out and I just start thinking, I was like, how the heck did I get here? You know, I'm just, I'm like, I'm having the time of my life. I'm happy, healthy, wealthy. And you know, I'm married, I'm happy. How did I get here right now? And I'm starting to think that I was like, I had all these different people come into play that mentored me, put me in this cycle. And I was like, well, what if I started doing that? What if I started working with some people one-on-one? -on -one? What if I started coming to schools? You know, what if, what if I started working with like different uh, people at that can teach my success principles too and be able to go out, apply, achieve the same things? Because I don't think that the access to knowledge that I had was accessible to everybody. So I started to figure out how can I make that more accessible? So I would call, so I'd be start calling up schools and originally it was like uh, with my team, I had a whole conversation with them in like uh, 2020 saying, hey guys, I mean, I'm going to work with you guys, but I'm not going to be, you know, your boss anymore. I'm not going to be this and that. I'm out. And they're like, what? No way. But I got to mentor a lot of those guys to grow in how they are or, you know, kill it in the numbers that they're killing it, being able to even succeed and grow and do another business that was similar like mine and be able to do it better. But I know that's because I helped them out. And I said, hey, what principles did you learn from me? Right. So I just started taking notes. Like what really helped them out? What really made them felt like it? So then I decided to say, well, I might as well figure out how I could be good at what I do. So really what the term influential mentor came from was that I wanted to see what my influence was on people. Cause on social media, you know, you see them, you got those influencers, right? You know, come by my Starbucks. I didn't want to be that person. I wanted to be someone where it was going to be, you were going to, where you would feel equipped with certain success principles that you, that I can attest that has worked, proven, no question behind it. And that you can go out and apply the same thing and get the same results, if not better than me. So that's where I kind of got the whole, I, that's where everything kind of came into play. And really what's weird is it came tenfold where, you know, I actually had, a, I actually, a couple of my teachers hit me up on Instagram recently. They, like, they found me and they're like, we, we love the content you put out. And I was like, I didn't even ever pay attention. They're like, yeah, I'm glad you took that one lesson. Like there was one where, uh, I remember one of my teachers one day, he said, man, you got to learn how to break through. And he showed me how he punched through a box. 
And I was like, whoa, that stuck with me for life. So now I went to high school recently and I did the same thing for them. Oh man, there's so many kids. I feel like they feel like should just had boxes to just, you know, hand out. Just like, hey, take a box, take a box, take a box, and just start punching it because that's where I found my breakthrough. And that's where they helped me really that's where I uh where it really just got interacted, man. That's where it, like it, it just it's so exciting. I can't even fathom to you know say it verbally without freaking out on it, man. So that's a big that's where that's where the tipping point was. I, I love that because it was what what you had, you're helping other people have. So when I was a kid, my mom, uh, she had us in different programs, right? But it was like kind of people, from, dudes from church, they come in in the suits and it's like, man, who is this, who is this cornball dude? Like, you got a suit on? I don't like suits. That don't impress me. Mm-hmm. Like, so um, it's crazy how like now I do what I do. So it was like, those guys were putting your life and then having an old head. That, that's important. People don't realize like having a, a older gentleman or older lady, if you're a woman, to have that older person that's going to give you the game. Because older people, they're going to give it to you funky. They're going to give it to you straight, no chaser. They don't care how you how you feel. And then if you actually listen, you be like, okay, that makes sense. Because you said he was helping you out on everything before you even got there. So when you got there, you were prepared. He was preparing you. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's what we do. Like when we're going to the schools or I'm in the schools, we're preparing kids for a better future so they can remember something. You ain't got to remember lesson uh, module five, lesson two. No, I want (laughs) you to remember something that, dang, I remember Mr. Jones told me this and and it still stuck with you. Like it's Mm -hmm. just certain stuff that people said or done. It still stuck with me. And that's the important thing when you're a mentor, you want to, you want to give the kids something that sticks with them that can help them in the long run. Cause it's like being a parent, right? I remember the first time I watched uh pursuit of happiness. Mm. And, uh, I called my mom. Cause I was, I, I tried not to cry, but I was crying. I was with my friends. We all went and I was like, mom, thank you. I like, I seen like the aspect of a parent and what it was like. And then I had a son. Well, I had a daughter before that, but she wasn't mine. But so but she's still mine. But it's like it's different when you see that little person come out and you hold him. And yeah. So when he came, it was like, OK, this dude depends on me. And it's like I get where my mom like you as a parent, you listen. Oh, Lord, you got to do everything in your power to make sure your kids straight. Even if you ain't straight, you got to make sure they straight. And that's. That's the thing that, that the guy taught you, like, to be prepared. Like, you, there ain't no life uh, guide. Okay, when you turn 25, here you go. This, read this book and it'll help. No, it's from somebody t- uh, telling you or it's your experiences or it's the lessons that you learn throughout life that you're able to help somebody else with. So I love that, man. I love how you said uh, with the social media because, yeah, you got these influencers. They're cool. Then they scam or, you know, whatever. They, they just like, do. I hate social media. Like, I can't wait till I get a team so they can do all that. Like, do everything for me so I don't got to get on there, so I don't get caught up in scrolling (laughs) or looking. Like, nobody's going to know nothing about me. They're going to just know me as speaking and podcasting and that little stuff. They ain't going to know my family, none of that. No, you don't need to know my girl. No, no, you nosy. Like, we ain't Mm -hmm. know none of that. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's just crazy how social media has took us to that point. Like, it's an addiction when we don't even know it. Like you try hard, you go to post your stuff, you go to scroll, make sure it get on there. Then you, Oh, 20 minutes later, you've been scrolling for 20 minutes. It's like, Oh, wow. So 
I love how you said uh, you did, you know, you start off with the one-on-one. I did a mentor program too, and it mm-hmm. went well. And I, and I understood the impact of it um, because like some of the kids after the program, like are in jail, got arrested, stuff wow. like that. And it's like, man, I wish I wouldn't have stopped, but COVID, you know, COVID happened and then just didn't pick it back up, was doing other stuff. And I'm like, man, I still talk to one kid. He always hit me up. That's my guy, but he'd be, hey, you think I could get, hold a couple? I'm like, listen here, man, I don't mind helping you. And I gave him a real, real live speech. I was like, I don't mind helping you out, but you got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to figure it out. You got to have some game plan. I understand your situation, but it's adult. You're adult now. You're, you're It's not no more adulthood hard <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's it's hard as heck and you got to figure it out now you can have that person that can help you like you you know you can have a mentee hey you know i'm gonna help you but hey don't think i'm a bank uh atm now we're, we're mm-hmm. like no nah, i got kids of my own and it's like you don't want to allow you don't want to allow like them to abuse you either because right kids can abuse you by being you being a mentor and you helping them out because you kind of feel sorry for kids sometimes and then they'll try to abuse you so um with what you do now and how you're in the schools like Mm -hmm. where uh give me a moment or something where you were like i don't know if this is it even after you stopped doing yeah. what you were doing, like where's what moment, what's something that you can remember that you was like, man, skip this. I'm about to go back to the six figures. I don't think this is going to work out for me. Or did that happen to mm-hmm. you? Yeah. You know, I'll be, I'll be real. There was a couple of times, like, so I even me- mentored, like, so I had like a big, like sales and kind of business background. So I say, so I figured that's what I promoted too. So I started really working with like sales, different sales teams, like worked with the car sales team and I mentored the owners of it. And I was intimidating. I was just like super intimidated, like just like, hey, I'm sitting across people like they're showing up in Benzes and Porsches. And here I, uh, and that's the owners, right? And I'm showing up in my little like Volkswagen GTI and I'm just like, let's hope to goodness. Let's see how this goes. But I knew what I had because I know it's like, you know, you shouldn't be judging me based on my car, anything of my life. I'm here to bring the value to the moment. That's what's up and where you know money may seem appealing to anybody else they needed to have their marriage on track right because they were both owners they needed to have their life back on track they're doing success they're doing great business all that but how they're not killing it in their life right you know all the money you know money matters right but money doesn't matter if it costs you your happiness your health anything else with that and that was one thing where i was success where i was doing really good success in that i could bring that in Otherwise, even when it's working with people or it's like, man, I don't know how I'm going to start up, you know, like a podcast, man. Actually, I was like, I was watching your video before we even started that before we even started this on how, you know, you just stay committed to it. You committed a year ago about how you're going to see your podcast through, man. Not many people see that commitment through because they just can't see it for themselves. And now it's like sometimes I'm even like there's points where I like kind of even doubt, like, you know, I could always go back. But at the same time, why would I deny that? Because it's my passion after all. This is what I'm excited about. I'm excited to wake up in the morning. How can I push someone to break through to the next thing? Like even I'll share I'll share a real moment with you, Eric. Like with me and my like with me and my girl's family, like we we've never like kind of been on the same ethical playing grounds whatsoever, right? 
but um there was a talk i i do i just uh did recently uh before i did the school where they actually all came together and they're like i don't even know how to put it like it was like a reflection on myself because i was telling people because i was getting people like excited about like you know get closer to families you don't know when your last days last right say i love you whatever and I remember like, I sent them the video of it. I was like excited, it was like a little 30 second little snapshot of like a whole hour. And I sent it and I was like, I'm not even doing that with them. And I was like, <sighs> and it, it was crazy to hear my mother-in-law saying, it means so much that you can give that to people and while you're trying to work on it with us. And she, she didn't even say with any hate or like, you know, like, oh, wish that was you. No, she said, I'm glad you're working on it. And she was she was speaking in existence already, but man, yeah, no. So th there's been times where I've thought about like just let's just drop it. There's been times, but I've always said if I stop, somebody else doesn't hear my story. Somebody else can't go forward where they need to be, right? Like mm -hmm. let's just say you stop doing your podcast. So everyone, someone, you stop. Someone doesn't hear your story nobody gets to move forward from it right now we're now they're waiting till they can hear whoever the next underdog's going to be but they have to go find them right they're not easily having this accessible to them and so that's that's really key point that was the key point that's always kept me from stopping myself from quitting essentially yeah i um i feel what your mother-in-law said like when i do my videos most of the time i'm talking about myself Mm. Like, so I'm talking to myself or it's me like motivated, like, come on, man, get you, you, you know what to do. And it's like, yeah, people don't know <laughs> when I get to that point where I can tell my story over the last few years and people like, man, congratulate. They don't they just don't know behind the scenes, <laughs> man, rough. like behind the scenes is like that. Like, I'm telling you, like, mm -hmm. but you got to Like you say, you got to push through it like you understand, like we understand and people that's listening need to understand if they don't like it's not about where you're at like think about further i thought about for i thought about a studio i'm in one i'm thinking about my own next so that's the next step and set it up how i want to or uh, me speaking and going traveling and doing this and the house like you got to look at what you want you can't sit there and wait for it like put it take a picture like as you can see behind me is my vision board like I want to be able to see it every day when I get, when I wake out the bed, my bed's on uh, on the other side. And as soon as I wake up, boom, I see it. Like I see what's going on. And I have, as soon as I walk out my door, I got prayers and I got affirmations because you got to have that, that positive thought in your brain. If you want to get there, like mm -hmm. I didn't realize for 30 years, like why the heck was I born with short arms? What the heck I'm supposed to do as an adult? These people ain't hiring me. Like I got, mm -hmm like ideas and stuff and but it just ain't happening and then i realized like i'm supposed to speak and it's like okay this is cool i love this but you have to go through every single step Nip nipsey hustle said you gotta uh instead of trying to build a brick wall in one day lay a brick every day until you get that brick wall mm. and you 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 like you have to work on it every day like people know i don't play about my I got recorded. I don't know what you got going on, but I'm not hanging out. Don't call me. I'm at the house. Oh, you don't want to hoop? I got a, I got my podcast. Like I got this is what I want to do all year. And you got to have a why too. Yeah. You have to have like. And part of the reason why I'm continuing and going so hard, 
I had a co-host. I had a podcast before this. It was called It's a Jones Thing. So I had a co-host, and then we had like two other co-hosts, and she ended up passing away because she oh. got she got hit by a car like crazy. Like this is the craziest thing, man. We had our best meeting, like our meeting that was gonna take us to the next level. Like we all, you know, uh, got our differences out. All right, this is our plan. This is the name. This is what we are gonna do. This your job for the week. This your job. That was Thursday, Monday. It happened. It was like, and I'm sitting there like, so God, what? We got all these plans. We got all this stuff here. What the heck am I supposed to do now? Mm-hmm. And we didn't continue the podcast because they didn't. They didn't have the same passion as I did. Not understood, and I, no hard feeling. We still friends. Hang out all the time. So. I was like, what can I call it? And, and the underdogs always stuck with me, and that's where I ran with it. So it's kind of like what you like, you always had a mentor. You always you always were in the mentor field. So it was only right for you to be a mentor. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't really realize it until you're in the moment, maybe a few years ago, maybe recently. You're like, man, I really been around men. I get it. Like you get it as you get into that moment of, like you said, there's more. Yeah. There's more. There's always more. Like, if I ain't a billionaire, I ain't, I ain't, it's more. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more. <laughs> and it's like those tough days, though, when you're in those situations where life is like, life is fucked up around you, but you got that mentality of, I'm still working, I'm still working. And then, boom, the opportunity happens for you. Yeah. And, you know. and, and like you said, if you stop, somebody else going to stop. If I stop, my son going to stop. He going to be like, well, you stop speaking. You stop doing the podcast. Why well, can't stop playing basketball? What mm-hmm. I'm supposed to say? Well, you're right. All right, you got a point. Go ahead, quit. Exactly. Yeah. So, man, I, I, uh, I was. You, you got me pumped up when you were talking. It, it, it'd be hard, like when that speak when you're a speaker and you're on the podcast and you're like, okay, I don't want to talk too much, but then it'd be points where you know you just have that moment where ah. that stuff come over you. Yeah. But, um. I, I I love how uh, what you were saying. That's what made mm-hmm. me, you know, go to that way. So, what are you doing? What's going on with you now? Like, um, mm-hmm. what you're doing going in schools and all that? Don't you don't have to tell all your business, but just yeah, tell no, yeah. How's it looking for you? And then we'll go from there. I got the the tips and the quotes. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So right now, what I'm working on is uh, I'm actually going to be doing a little bit of traveling coming up. Uh, Florida's maybe in that option. I'm going to be out there hanging out with some family for a minute. Uh, after that, I'm going to be in Illinois. I'm going to be working with my brother on a little, on a little bit with him and his business side of things. He owns a real estate business. Uh, he's a broker out that way in Chicago. So me and him, we're going to kind of work, uh, kind of just make some connections while we're out there. I'm already going to be speaking per se, but there's just, there's going to be a right, there's an event for it, but I'm just, I'm more excited about like who's going to be in that room, just making those connections. And then after that, I'm, I got a I got a little bit of window to come speak for an event for a cl- uh, for a university out here, uh, uh, like a local university, being able to speak for a, a big event called the Boys and Girls Club. And I'm excited to be able to even bring some value to that. Honestly, that's why that's kind of like the big like, you know, snapshot for like the first quarter. If you ask me what the second, third quarter is, man. Oof, yeah, we're talking. It's going to get spicy. Like we're going to Utah. It's. I'm working closely with my mentor this year, and as he retires, you know, he's passing the torch on to me. So a lot of big things, a lot of big things going on right now, my man. <laughs> I love it because the whole time you were smiling. I could see you happy about everything that you're doing, man. So I love that. I love uh, 
that you get to travel. Like traveling is dope. I can't wait till I get to that point with the speaking and get to travel and with the podcast and travel. Cause oh, like yeah. you get to learn different stuff just from different cultures and going oh, different yeah. places and different stuff like that. Uh, so it's, it's like, it's real happy to do that. Like, like you just was like, man, I'm doing this, this, and that. And that's how I was. That's how I am. I've had a good, I had a good, I, I ain't went quarter by quarter yet. I just been going month. I went month and then I'm going to go from there. Like January has been a good ass month for me. I got oh. my first speaking. I haven't spoke like in person in a minute really? like, I, because I became a teacher. So I'm a new teacher. I can't be like, hey, guys, well, uh, I need this day, this day, this day. So I've been having to work. So it's kind of been hard. So um, it's a mentor program. And they have a workshop. It's called uh, New Year, New Me. But I, I'm going. It's a new year, a new improve, a new improve old me. That's how mm-hmm. I'm going to approach it. Doing. And it's a workshop, so it's something new for me. So I can't just go up there and talk for thirty minutes. I got to have activities, different stuff where they're still learning. So it was challenging to. It was a challenge for me to get it because now I'm a teacher. I know how to do it. I know how to put it together. That's why God put yeah. me in there because. I don't got no degree. I shouldn't be no teacher, but God put me in there to teach me certain things. So now mm-hmm. I can do it. So I, I love that, that you're, you already got your year planned out. You everywhere. He said, it's spicy. He said, it, he about to have a good old time. And I love that. Uh, so give us, and hold on, before we do that, we got to mm-hmm. shout out Tyler because he was on the podcast. I think his episode is actually coming up next week. And oh. He did. I don't think he connected us, but because uh, me and him uh, were uh, followed each other, you followed me. We talked, and that's how the connection came. So shout out to him, the underdog mentality. You know, shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I need three tips for for people that just give us three tips. I don't know. You, you're a mentor. You're an influencer. Uh. You're, uh, you know, it's the beginning of the year. It'll be like February when this drops. Um, so give us some three tips that people can work with. Okay. They, they, the workout, uh, high went down the, uh, the, the, um, whatever the high of whatever they had going in January went down. Now they need a push. What are mm. three tips when they hear this, they, they can take it and they can run with it. I first off figure out what do you want more than anything? Write down exactly what it is you want. Don't don't worry about your pre-circumstances. Don't worry about what's going on right now. Don't worry about, you know, what's going on with the game. Get serious with yourself and get intense about exactly what you want. Even if it's selfish, get selfishly desirable. Like, man, I really want to make a million dollars. Are you doing the million dollar habits right now? Are, are, man, I really want to get into shape. Man, what, 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 where's the time? Find the time. Fifteen minutes. Go get on that. Go get on the stairs. I'm about to do that myself. So get really, so get really definitive on what you want, and then get carrying on with it. Number two, I'd say really get get connected and get aligned. Get around the right people, the right association. You will become, uh, you will become the person of these two things by the books you read and the people you associate with. Man, hang. You gotta start hanging around people that are just your level. Start going to the next level. As a rocket ship shoots up in the ass in the orbit, it has to break off the thrusters because the thrusters can no longer stay on where the rocket is destined to go to. If I'm going for the moon, I can't hang on to everything. I can't hang on to this baggage. I have to let this baggage go. I have to let 
some of these friends that are no longer empowering me go. They may have been here for my life for a short season or they might be my life for a reason. That's not up for me. That's for the universe and God to decide that. And man, I just have to carry on and realize what my destination is. And uh, lastly, get spiritually connected. Get connected with yourself. Get connected with God. See where you are at right now and where you need to go. The best person, the best teacher, the best guidance you will find in that book. You will find in the word. I'm telling you what, like that's not, that's what, that honestly I think would say was a pivotal point for me is find, is knowing that there's a higher power than myself. I believe it's Norman Vincent Peale that says prayer is the thing where our, oh my goodness, I'm going to chop it up. Prayer comes in where the human capacity can no longer go. Those are my three tips. Yeah, I love it. And and that's the same thing with me when I start reading a book and getting closer with God because it was COVID. There's nobody else around. And that's when I like the pivotal point of change and like really understanding and get getting back on the hump because I got divorced and I lost everything. Everything mm. it was like, boom, rock bottom for real. And it was like, all right, OK, it's nobody around. God, um, you up there? Hey, I know we don't talk often, but uh, I'm here to have a conversation <laughs> with you. And uh, and that was the, the, the big part, like where, you know, I understood like that relationship is important more important than all the other relationships because that relationship is going to connect you to the right relationships and i like what you said align yourself with the right people sometimes it's hard man no lie like you got your homies your friends it's like you don't want to leave it's not that it's not even where they're not their mindset anywhere it's at it's like maybe what they're doing they still have a lot of the old you know they're still back there it's like man you don't want to leave them but Nipsey said it, everybody can't go. And it's like, you just got to keep going. And at some point, the relationship, it doesn't separate. It's more of a clarity. Mm -hmm. It's more of a, you understand what the kind of relationship is. It's like, all right, hey, bro, I'm just busy, 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 but we can hang out then. Like, it's not where it's like, oh, we're, oh, I'm doing this. We ain't cool no more. But you have to understand that your family can't go with you. You uh your best your bestie day one when it comes to business separate it separate mm-hmm. you don't want to and and you gotta and like you like you said you gotta have uh align yourself and it's like having different mentors in different areas you can't just have you can't just oh I got a life coach okay oh yeah no 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 you gotta have a relationship coach you gotta have a finance coach mm-hmm. you gotta have a business coach you gotta have like a counselor where you can like, you got to have all kinds of people that you can talk to that can mm-hmm. help you because there's different areas of your life that you have to master to be good at and great at. So I love, I, I love that. Like you really, and even books, I, I'm, I, I'm trying, I'm trying, man. I'm not, a book, I'm not a big book reader. Um, I, the last book I read and I'm almost finished is UOU by ET mm-hmm. and then I got the Nipsey book. Um, I've been watching his videos lately. I bought his book and I started it. So I'm like, I'm, it's a reason why he keep like popping up. So I'm going to finish reading that book. But I'm not, I don't know why. Like I was, I forgot. It was somebody on here. I was listening to something. It was like, you got to get books you like. And I'm like, I do, but it's just something about reading that doesn't excite me. <laughs> I, I love, I'm a visual learner. Like give you an example and then you can give us a, your quote. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm a teacher. They tell us to do all this stuff. It's new to me. 
I go to the lady office. I'm not replying to this email because this email is not about to help me. I need you to explain it. I need to look you in your face. You need to tell me. I need to hear you say it. Okay, so I can say, oh, this is what I need to do. Like that emailing and stuff. That's why I texted. Yeah, I, I need face to face. I need you. I need to talk to you. And she was like, okay, I get it. And I don't care if I look crazy. Don't. Hey, one tip for people, extra disappointed. Ask the question. No question is a dumb question. Ask the question. And I don't want to keep rambling. We need a quote. Mm -hmm. It could be your quote. It could be yeah. somebody else's. But we need a quote. Yeah, no, no, I'll give you. No, uh, this is probably one of my favorite things. And I, it's something that you actually mentioned about in the beginning, uh, just when it came to about being you, be true to yourself, is uh, when you truly become, when you truly become your truest self, you create and allow everybody else to become who they need to be. Mm, that's tough because yeah it's true it's yeah. true we all put on the front we all and i'm gonna tell you what from going to california to come up to here i thought i had to put on the front for the longest time i thought it was i thought it was nerdy to play video games man and let me tell you these hands got like over 600 hours on video games i'm like just madden nba you, you got me on this and honestly it opened up so many doors around everybody around me like i i could go in there but It'd probably be like another hour, so yeah, yeah. I already know that. You where the money at? I know big that big money in Seattle. I know it's technology, good stuff. Yeah, you were. I know um, a few people that stay out there in the technology world. I never was a gamer though. I mm. never like like we didn't. My mom went game, but you don't need no game, boy. Get out of here. You better go outside. So. Uh, my son's different. He got a game system. He'd be so mad because I'd be kicking his butt. It's like, dude, I don't care how good you get. I'm, I do this on the game. I just don't play it often. But um, I like what you said. Like, you got to be your truest self. And you got to understand that everybody ain't going to like you. Everybody's not going to like. Like, I, I know it's a lot of people that I work with at the school that don't like me. And I don't care because none of them sign my check. Mm -mm. So, it's okay if people don't like you. I tell people this all the time. Everybody don't like everybody didn't like Jesus. So everybody ain't gonna like you. Like everybody not gonna like you. So man, I um I love what you do. Um I appreciate you because you're helping people. I you haven't, you know, you help people all over, you help um change people's lives. So I appreciate what you do, man, and yeah. appreciate you reaching out like I love that, like when people reach out and then you get to meet new people and mm -hmm. get to have a good conversation. This was a great conversation. Uh, I always try to give people their flowers uh, while they're on the show because I don't just get anybody. I get people that actually have, you know, leave an impact. Um, tell people how they can reach you. And then like, uh, I, I, I got to figure out something besides closing word. They always sound like church. But tell people how they can reach you and then give us a short like little closeout. Yeah, I mean, uh, real quick, just before I do, I mean, hey, Eric, I appreciate you for having me on here, man. This has been a big opportunity and amazing, especially your big blessing, you know, being a teacher. And, man, that's something I, I don't think my capacity would allow me to. I don't think I want to grow that capacity quite yet. Children, uh, that's a whole other story. <laughs> uh, I suppose best, people, uh, best way for people to reach me is they can reach me on email, just DeontayFaraka at gmail.com, or you can reach me out on Instagram, same thing, Facebook, DeontayFaraka. I mean, I keep my stuff pretty simple. I'm a pretty much a straight shooter. Otherwise, you can also check out my website. You won't believe it, DeontayFaraka.com. I mean, hey, I, I just I keep it easy. I mean, you know, I, where's my, I have my easy button over here, and I think, my, I think someone took it from me. So uh, I just wanted to hit it and be like, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> 
give us uh, some close out with. Yeah, man. Ah, that's always good close out. Man, you guys follow Eric Jones. Follow Eric Jones Jr. You know, plug in this podcast. Take everything you can from this guy. This guy's got a heart of gold. You know, don't measure him by his arms. Measure him by his heart. He's growing, and it's gonna be. He's gonna be changing the world out here. It's stuff one person at a time, one city at a time, one state at a time, one country at a time. Best believe it. And on that note, peace, one love.